Yeah, when that beat drops, you know what it is. Kings of the heart. My man, Dr. John Hart, Tyreek Walton, your favorite CFTs in the world. We are here to bring you all the knowledge about relationships. But first, before we do that, I have to introduce my brother, my partner in crime, Dr. John Hart. What's up, Dr. John? Yo, 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 brother Reek. What's going so on? So good to see you, man. Good to see you, Happy brother. Good to be here. Oh man, it's always a pleasure to be here, share space with you, Indeed. and as we always do, commit to the people around healthy relationships, mental health, wellness, all of that good stuff. Yeah, good yeah, to be man. here, man. How you doing, man? man I'm How doing fine, man. I'm feeling good, getting back in my groove, doing a little writing, making sure I'm getting my workout in, eating well, getting my good. rest. I'm getting, man. I've been sleeping a lot, like straight up eight hours. Feeling wow. good about it too. You know, wow, but it's life goals, man. Eight I, hours. <laughs> I know. I'm about to say, you know, I, how you doing with the twins, man? I know you're not getting no eight hours, but how how you holding nah, up with the twins? Uh, the sleep is better. Definitely not close to eight hours, but we, <laughs> a win is a win. <laughs> I ain't trying to what brag or nothing, but you know, yeah. it feels good, I'll, brother. Yeah, I can imagine, man. So you know, uh, I'll definitely live vicariously through you with that eight hours, man. Oh man, I'm sorry, man. It, it'll happen for you again one day. Oh. One, yeah, one, one day, day. One day. One day. One day. Look forward and, to that and, day. And look forward to it. We probably want to go and celebrate when it happens. Yeah, ain't <laughs> Probably tears going to be rolling down, man. Tears going to be rolling down, bro. Oh, man. You know? Yo, for, so for the people today, what we want to do is break down an element of the art of conversation. And we say that it's a lot of people have a hard time imagining that just because they can talk, that they actually know how to carry a conversation. And in reality, what you're doing is you're just talking. You're spitting out these monologues and not keeping other people involved in the conversation. And in other words, what you're doing is you're dumping. You're dumping all of your emotions onto your partner, onto your friends, onto whoever you're connecting with. And that can be extremely unhealthy for the relationship as well as, you know, your, your friendships. So we just want to get into that a little bit today. So, Dr. John, break it down for me. When you think about the term emotional dumping, what comes to mind? Uh, I think I think emotional dumping, um, what I've seen and how I define it is this uh, rapid, intense stream of consciousness that is uh, devoid of um, dialogue. Mm -hmm. It's like a running monologue. Yep. Um, I say intense because usually as the word um, emotional, it, it's filled with a lot of emotions. So it's not yep. organized. Well, right. um, and, when and that's the stream the of pace, consciousness you mentioned is not right. organized. Right. It's not, it's not organized at all. Um, it's also um, from a content perspective, it's, it's, it's again, not organized, but it's also, like no clear transitions. It's like we're going, we're talking about what happened last night to now stumping my toe when you did that to me to now um, you're going to do this. It's, it's, there's no really, it's not coherent. I think that's what I'm saying. It's right. not really coherent, right. which is much different than organized. Coherence is all about like understanding and clarity. That's what coherence is about. And um, 
there isn't much listening with emotional dumping. No. The person is just going. Um, the person isn't pausing. And so it creates a lot of anxiety uh, for both the person. Believe it or not, the person who is doing the emotional dumping is actually spiraling, mm-hmm. is what I've yeah. told clients. And the yeah. person receiving it is getting very anxious yeah. um, as well. And so that's how I've conceptually um, will define emotional dumping. That's how I've talked to it um, with with couples. Um and and also I'll say this when you see it happen in session as I've seen it, um, to be to be honest, it's very frustrating even as a therapist to like see folks so. try to do that. Right. Well, because you're seeing them take so much oxygen out of the room, literally. Because and, and they're just taking breaths just to talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and part of couples therapy, marital therapy, is about shared space. Right. And emotional dumping undermines that as a goal. Yeah. 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 So and, so that's that's what I've seen. And I can appreciate the pers- that perspective, especially as a person who's doing the emotional dumping. The other side of it is the person who's receiving. There's no room yeah. for them. Like you said, the other person's taking the air out of the room, the oxygen out of the room, because they're dominating the conversation and just letting everything out and not taking into consideration how it's impacting their partner. That's yeah. the other side of emotional dumping. You may feel that you're getting everything off your chest, but in the way that you're presenting it, not including your partner in the conversation, they're being forced to sit there and take it all in and feeling dumped on. They're feeling overwhelmed yeah. by what you're sharing. And yeah. typically when you see people who are emotionally dumping, you recognize they're not even in tune with their partner. They're not in tune with the person who's receiving. They're just focusing on what they want to get out and not taking into consideration how it's landing with the other person. And so part of understanding the emotional dumping is that part of that incoherence is that you're Mm -hmm. not thinking about what it is that you're really trying to get out. You just want to get everything out. You're not thinking about, okay, well, is there a particular point I'm trying to make? No, I just want to get all these feelings off my chest. I want you to sit there and take it so you can help me figure out what it is that I'm trying to say. How how fair is that? It's not fair. That's not fair to the listener. You know, so the other part, so yeah, you have the person who's dumping. The part of the whole scenario is who's listening to you and how are they taking, how are they taking in what you're saying and how are they feeling about what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, And then you said something that made me think about, um, man, you know, dealing with twins, like your thoughts come and go. (laughs) No, but, but, but when thinking about like emotional dumping, I think the other thing that's very disheartening about that process as well is that, sometimes the emotional dumper is viewing what they're doing as I'm being vulnerable. I'm being open. Right, I'm being exactly. transparent. Right. And I have to do a lot of course correcting around that is not what's happening right. here. Because right. in order to be transparent, vulnerable, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and trying to connect with their partner involves a two way street. It's right. bi-directional right. is what exactly. I say. Vulnerability. I've actually been saying that to couples over the last couple of weeks is vulnerability is bi-directional. You have to be able to provide um um be vulnerable and also receive vulnerability. So or make room for validation. I mean that's yeah. the whole point of you being vulnerable. You want to be validated. Yeah. You want your feelings to be validated. But if you're Correct. just dumping Correct. you're you're putting too much out there that the, there's no room to validate. Right. No, I agree. And then the other thing that you said uh, that um, is is important to just uplift again, it's like there's nothing equitable about that no, conversation. No. Like all you're doing is just slamming your partner, beating them into a corner 
and then walking away being like, yeah, great talk. Right. I feel good. I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> right. No, I, I do. Right. I actually used that metaphor on Monday. Like okay. the other day, I was like, I was like, it, it it feels like you came out swinging. Your partner got in defensive mode, got into a corner, and you're not picking up on cues. It's like, why mm-hmm. are they in the corner? And you right. just keep swinging. And right. then when you were done, you're like, and what did they do, Reek? It's, oh, that feels good. I'm glad I got that off my chest. And then right. you walked away. Right. That's not equitable at all. Right. Right. Or you sat there looking at your partner, expecting them to respond, and they can't because there's too much to go through. Agreed. Good point. You know, I mean, Good how point. how yeah. can you, you've been talking for 45 minutes straight, not taking a breath, not even looking at your mate to see how they're taking things in. And now you want them to give you feedback about everything you just said. You want them to validate every feeling you just experienced that you just um, shared with them. How can they do that? Your thoughts weren't coherent. You were doing the stream of consciousness. So whatever came into your mind came out of your mouth and you don't even recognize how unorganized the thinking is who can follow that who can who can respond to that more than likely how long can they stay in tune with what you're saying before they check out and no, come back and like, come back in yeah, in and out yeah you know what you're saying just long enough to say yeah, yeah. you're right man that's crazy yeah you're right oh that person's crazy and that's all they can give you because there's way too much information that you're sharing and the yeah, other thing too about the the emotional dumping I like what you were saying is recognizing there's a difference between dumping and being vulnerable. A lot of people think again, that, you know, well, I'm emotional and I share my emotions. My mate doesn't share their emotions, not recognizing you're not really even sharing your emotions. Oftentimes in the emotional dumping, you're releasing a lot of thoughts about what's going on in your world. Um, And you might express a lot of frustration, but you're not even naming the emotions you're experiencing. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah. and so now it's you, like you so it comes off like a rant at times. It is like, a I'm rant. Like that's it, exactly it's like just, what it is. It's a rant. It's a rant. Like, like you're not sharing any kind of primary emotions. You're not even trying to connect. You're just running your mouth, right. dare I say, right. and just in an intense fashion that's off-putting. Right. I'm sorry. Right. That that's emotional dumping. And then you look at your mate like, yo, this is what you signed up for. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you know I like yeah. to talk. Yeah, you like to talk, but you don't like to have conversations. There's a difference between emotional dumping and having that monologue and having that dialogue, that sense of conversations. This isn't a conversation. So every time I walk in the house or you walk in the house and you're dropping all this on me, you think that we're talking. We're not talking. You're talking. And that is not fair. That's the thing I want you to keep in mind. When you are emotionally dumping in that fashion, when you are only sharing what's going on with you or what's on your mind or what you're feeling, or what you're experiencing and not taking into consideration one, how your, how your mates receiving it or two, what's even going on with your mate. It's not fair. It's not equitable. It's unbalanced. And you have to figure out a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, and, and I, and I, well, I don't feel I like also, we're ranting right now. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is, I mean, and, and again, um, I have a couple clients that honestly believe I'm not even joking. That's why I'm reiterating again. They honestly believe that by emotional dumping, they're like, I am sharing my feelings. I'm right. being open. And you brought up a good point about a particular dynamic where 
that person is usually in a relationship with someone who is probably naturally reticent and shy and introverted mm-hmm. and probably not as open. Right. And so in the beginning, they thought it was cute where it's like, oh, I just like listening to you. Right. And you just go. <laughs> right. and it's like, but but that crap just manifested in very unhealthy ways because it was unchecked. The person right. over the years, like my one couple, like over the years just got so comfortable dominating taking up all the space that now that the other person has gotten to a point of being fed up they're shocked Mm -hmm. they're like they're changing and it's like no like the problem is communication mechanically and structurally was already off yeah it's in the beginning of relationships what ends up happening is people are like oh like it's fine i can hear you talk all day like that's why i want to hear people in the beginning yeah when when people are like dating in the beginning i'm like man you got to chill you got to be careful with some of the stuff that you're saying right you telling your partner like i can listen to you all day no right no like that's you set set yourself up for some dangerous stuff Mm -hmm. because you're going to get monologues and so the equity piece I think, and, and 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 let's. I don't know what your thoughts are, Reek, but like, I also want to say that, like, not all, but some people genuinely are not aware, yeah, what they're doing. Yeah. They're not doing it intentionally. It seems like this is probably a style of talking that they probably grew up with, or a style of talking that they learned, or in their profession they yeah. learn is very helpful and powerful. I don't know, right? But I try to be. I think we all should be very empathetic. So we're not here bashing emotional dumpers. Some of right. them, uh, at the end of the day, genuinely are trying to connect. Right. And but it's just, just don't know that, they're doing it. Exactly. I was going to say, I don't think they know what they're doing. I yeah. mean, but what's been some of your experience in the therapy room I mean, with, well, with, with these folks? Even going, even beyond the therapy room, even my personal life, you know, having yeah, friends or, or people, women I've dated, there has been a, like a lot of emotional dumping. And, you know, part of it is like nerves and just mm. trying to connect. They figure this is the way the best way for them to connect is just to talk, 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 talk. Um, and what I found for me is that I became drained. I was exhausted. So even knowing that I'm going to have, going to, have to interact with this person, I was already exhausted before they got there because yeah. that you knew that was going to be part of the interaction, that you're going to be sitting there and they were going to talk and talk and talk and talk and expect you to just sit there and take it all in. And it wasn't, it's probably, I would say in the early 2000s when I really discovered what was going on, I'm like, yo, why am I exhausted about this person? You know what it is? They're constantly just dumping all of their emotion. They are doing the whole, you know, stream of consciousness thing. The thoughts are unorganized. And as a listener, I was completely drained, emotionally drained by that. And so you just look at the person one day and it's like, you know what? It's not so much that you talk too much. You know, I think that's insulting to say. That's very dismissive. No. If you can you can talk a lot and not share a lot. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying just, you know, those people who do talk yeah. a lot and are actually sharing things and are actually being very uh, vulnerable. But you have a lot of people who aren't even aware that in their sharing that they are dumping. And like like you're saying, people a lot of times are just not aware. Yeah. And once you break it down to them, they're like Oh, that's what it is. Because they've seen it. You're not the first person who has withdrawn from them because of the way that they communicate. But now it all comes, you know, around full circle and they understand, oh, this is the reason why people tend to begin to tune me out. And this is this happened in multiple relationships. This is the reason why people kind of pull away from me and yeah. don't want to interact with me on a regular Correct. basis. This is why people call me a Debbie Downer or a, a Derek Downer. Um, this is the reason why people 
just have to distance himself from me sometimes because what I'm doing that I don't even realize in my sharing, I am draining their battery through trying to listen and trying to keep up with what I'm saying. Yeah. And so it's, 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 it can be very helpful. Now, now we turn to the therapy room. It can be very helpful to help people see that, that that's exactly what's going on. You aren't just talking. You're not just, you know, a great communicator. You are actually draining the batteries of people that you're interacting with in the way that you're communicating. You can yeah. still express yourself, but right. you know what? Pause. You know, put put find a period to put at the end of that sentence so the other person can get in there and they can respond to either what you're, what you're, what you're saying or they can share their own viewpoint or situation or feelings. But when you have these run-on sentences, when you have these run-on paragraphs, these run-on pages, these run-on chapters, and you're not pausing to allow that interaction, that dialogue to happen, then you're going to lose the attention of the person that you're communicating with. That's not being a good communicator. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think it's well said. And and the other thing too that like I blatantly ask emotional dumpers whenever they do it, either in session or they're known to do it outside of session, I'm always asking them, so help me to understand what did you get out of that conversation? Right. True. And I always say, Don't tell me you got things off your chest. Help me like not, not to be pushing them. Tell me what else did you get out of that? And mm -hmm. they usually don't have anything. And I'm like, Well, there you go. Right. You see, that's the piece that you should always think about in terms of how am I showing up in conversations? And I mean, right? It's like, okay, how do you go to your, how do you go see your um, medical doctor? How do you go see your PCP? And you, you just, and then you're just ranting. You don't let your doctor chime in. Right. You don't even be able to even diagnose you. They're not even able to tell you what they're about to prescribe you. Right. You just say all this kind of stuff and then you walk out and say, yeah, I'm going to go to the pharmacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's very foolish. And then I would ask you the same thing. What did you get out of it? Do right. you even know your diagnosis when you leave the door? No. No. Why not? Because mm -hmm. I was talking the whole time. <laughs> okay. Right. So not even to be personal, like, but it's like from a functional standpoint, you did not get anything out of this. Right. And it's, and it's in, so are there, so is there an intrapersonal and interpersonal piece to this? Yes. But what I also tell my clients as well is that there's actually a function and form right. around this. It's, and that's called communication. Right. Your communication style is actually not conducive for you to benefit. The other person wants to connect. They want to share. They want to be involved with you, but you are undermining that. And right. you need to realize that. So if you keep walking away, like, Ooh, that was great. Was that great for you? No. It's like having sex with someone and you only you enjoyed it and they right. didn't. You got off and they didn't. But you, right. Yeah. But you hear high five and thinking that was the best moment in your life. Right. Exactly. No. It's the same thing. Great metaphor. It's the same kind of thing. Right. right. Mm -hmm. I mean, let me know if I'm wrong. I mean, but like that's usually where I'm pushing my clients to be like, to your point, you're being selfish. Right. That's right. the conclusion. But when you talk about what they get out of it, the one thing I have found that clients are getting out of it is that's their way of processing their own experiences. So oftentimes when they are emotionally dumping, yeah, they may not be getting any feedback, but for them, they're actually process they're processing out loud. The things that might go on in your in the normal person's head, they're saying out loud. And so their reason for sharing is because this is how they process that experience, the the feelings. Um, so they think they're sharing, but in their own minds, they're actually processing what happened. So that may be the one thing they're getting out of it. Oh, now that I talked it out. Now this makes more sense. Now that I talked it out, I find a little bit more peace with what happened. So part of it is process, processing for them. But the problem is the method in which they're processing 
you can do that on your own. Yeah. You don't have to do that with your mate. You don't have to do that with a partner. But they think that's the way for them. That's the way that they are actually able to process their day or whatever. It's like, is that really fair? Because then this is what I actually see happen a lot, too. You get mad at your mate for not sharing because they process on the way home. Just being able to think yeah. about it in the car or on the train or whatever, they process it on the way home. And now they don't have anything else to share when they get home because it's, you know, really isn't that important. Here you are talking about your entire day, you know, eight hour day for the next two hours so that you can process what happened in those eight hours. None of it was probably that interesting. I was going to say (laughs) number one and number two, you know, now your mate, number one, doesn't feel like they have any room to share because they're exhausted by it. And two, they, you know, again, they had a hard time just being able to keep up with you. And they think that they have to mirror your behavior in order to share. If they're exhausted by you, they don't want to do that same thing. They don't want to share in that same way, you know? So for them, they're pulling back. They're withdrawing because they don't want to do what you're doing because what you're doing to them does not feel good. And they don't want you to feel the same way. So part of them not sharing isn't so much that they don't want to share, but one, they may not have anything interesting to share. Just like what you're saying may not be that interesting. And number two, because of the way that you're sharing and how that impacts them emotionally, they don't want to do the same thing to you. You know, so your partner is not just withholding and not sharing about their day. Yo, there's reasons for it, especially if you're an emotional dumper. Yeah. You know, I agree. I, I, I definitely agree. Um, the other thing that was coming to my mind while you were talking, because um, it was all good points, is that I think, I mean, and we're saying this right now, like the volume is too much. Right. Right. So right. even just focusing on the volume, like, like I, I had to tell a couple of clients, I'm like, look, like sometimes it is good when someone asks like, Hey, how was your day to sum it up? Mm -hmm. People don't want to hear the every single detail. Right. Well, I got in the car and then I turned the car on and then it acted a fool a little bit. And I, I mean, come on, man. Like I don't, I I, I don't like, I, I I really, really don't. And it's not, I'm sorry. Like I've had, I've had to like push back on clients and they're like, because they're seeing that as like, oh, well, I just want them to tell them everything. But remember, what is the purpose? So if you right, tell what's me, the purpose of all that? Yeah. If you if you're telling me like you getting in the car, I'm sorry, even as they're like, I'm a human <laughs> being, too. I'm hoping and praying there's something here. That's right. Very relevant. Right. But don't just be like, yeah, you know, like I, I walked, I, I I got up, I put my shoes on and then I brought, like, help me to understand because that to me is the stream of consciousness. It's almost right. like you're reflecting back right. to catch up to where you hope to take me. Or, or you want me to relive the moment with you. Time. You want me to yeah. relive the and whole like, moment, the whole day with you. No, no. I'm and it's not like, doing no, that. it's it's unacceptable. And right. when I say no or when someone's partner says no, I'm sorry. It is not disrespectful. Right. It's there's nothing disrespectful. You're actually it. being disrespectful by the way Correct. that you're carrying the conversation. You're not Correct. you're not respecting their time. You're not respecting their emotions. You're not respecting them when it comes to how you share. You think this moment is all about you? No, it's a shared experience. It's never yeah. just about you. Yeah, you yeah. may want to be validated. Yes, you're trying to be vulnerable, but understand that again, like John said, that's bi-directional. It's a two-way yeah. street. We're trying to connect, but if you're making the moment only about you then there's no room for the other person. That does not make for a healthy relationship. No. Right? But tell me this, Dr. John, tell me this, though. How can people correct that behavior? How can they correct that sense of emotional dumping but still feel like they're being heard and leaving room for the person to their partners to validate them? 
I think one thing that I, one advice that I've given clients over, over the years as a way to practice until you can get better is try to talk about one thing at a time yeah. per conversation. Yes, very so that's so. where I do lean on content because remember the volume is problematic. Right. You want to tell me about the morning, the afternoon, the evening, try practicing. Well, say to yourself, when my partner asks me how my day is going, what's one thing that I can tell them and give a little bit space mm -hmm. to say a little bit more about that one thing and then get feedback. Mm -hmm. Start there. Right. But pick one thing. Like, but don't walk them through the whole day. The reason why I say that is, and some people may be listening, but like, well, what if so many things happen throughout the day? Well, you haven't structurally and mechanically fixed the problem yet. And so this <laughs> right. is the best place to start where you pick the most important thing. It's called prioritization. Yes. You prioritize what is the most important thing I need my partner to know about my day today. And if there is, and hear me out, and if there is space for more, go ahead and grab it. Mm -hmm. But to at least start out at least picking one thing, prioritize, pick one thing, and talk about it. Yeah. The other things is some well, of the things that you alluded to. Go can, ahead, bro. Can I, can I piggyback on that point, too, about yeah. the one thing? Even when you're picking that one thing, you don't have to tell it in 18 different ways. Uh, good so, point. So when I was going through my education training in college back way back in the 90s when the main thing was about mainstreaming and you're bringing all these mm -hmm. different kinds of learners into the classroom, so special ed, general mm -hmm. ed, honor students all being in the same classroom, you had to learn how to communicate to each and every different learning style. And so right. you may spend five or ten minutes going over one point to make sure that everyone got it because everyone's in different places. Guess what? You don't have to do that with your mate. You can tell talk about this one thing from one perspective and not feel like you have to tell it eight different ways like they didn't get it. When you do that, this is the part that cracks me up about the, the emotional dumping. Even if you're focusing on one thing, because you're not leaving enough room for your mate to respond, you don't realize that they, haven't, that, that, that they already understood the point the first time. Because yeah. they're not giving you anything back, either because they checked out, they tuned out, or there's just no space for them to respond. You feel like you have to keep making the same point in 15 different ways. No, mm. I got it the first time. You don't have to keep saying the same thing over and over again. So, yeah, you're focused yeah. on one point, but you're making the same point 15, 20 different ways. No, we got it the first time. And I think that's the thing people don't also understand. When you are not getting the the um, cues that your partner is understanding you or listening to you, you feel like you have to keep going on and on because... Again, you're not getting the cues that it's okay to stop. Yeah, stop and ask them. Did you did you understand where I was coming from? Okay, cool. If if not, you don't understand. Okay, well let me try it another way. But you sitting there thinking that you have to explain it so many different ways so that your partner get it, or if you even recognizing that you're explaining it 15 different ways. No, they got it the first time. Trust, just yeah. trust that they got it the first time. But I'm sorry, yeah. I cut you off. You're about to make another point. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I actually appreciate you saying that because I think that happens a lot with emotional dumpers there. It's, it's a combination of like not reading the room quite well, right. but also whatever cues they're getting, they're internalizing it as they don't understand. So let me go another round. Let me go another round. Right. And then it ends up being right. a 45 minute monologue. Right. So I think, about I think one thing that they got, they got in the man. first five minutes. <laughs> So, yeah, no, nah, I can't make it to the afternoon part of your damn conversation. Like, we, we spent 45 <laughs> minutes in the morning. Like, right. No, like, not right. doing it. Right. You know, I think the other thing, too, that comes to mind, it was something you said, is pause. Check in. Yes, hey, check in. Hey, am I, am, am I, like, and, and when I say check in, 
Uh oh. The in terms of healthy mm-hmm. uh relationship, allow for your partner to um reflect back. Yeah. To make sure like you're actually being heard correctly. Exactly. Um so pause for that. Pause right. for reflective listening is what we would call that. Um also pause. Um to catch so your breath. Way you, <laughs> just yeah, catch your I was breath, gonna say because you need to catch your breath and right. you really need to just kind of like go off of the vibe. Yeah. And the only way to do this is by slowing down. Yep. Right. So it's not just pausing, slow down. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to talk uh a mile a minute. Um, you also can be very mindful of um of like the speed at which you're going, right? right. So sometimes I tell clients yeah. like watch your physiological responses. If you're ramping up, like pay very close attention to like what you're what you're feeling, not yeah. just emotions, but physiology. Is your heart racing? Is your body temperature rising? Okay, we need to cool down, yeah, which so. means we need to slow down, right? Because that's so, going to impact the way that you're presenting. It is, right. and and that will impact your your partner. And so it may be, you know what? Let me take a break. And and like what I've told uh, some folks, I said, look. Sometimes even when we're talking about very difficult things, take a breath, go get some water, actually use that as an opportunity for your partner to respond and reflect back what they've heard back so far. Right. Go get some water, get some something cold beverage, calm that down, and you'd be surprised how it alters the way that you jump back into the conversation. Right. You'll see a difference, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, So those pauses, those things on focusing on the physiological responses, I think are like other pieces of advice. But yeah. I mean, what's some stuff that you've, kind of like picked up or if you had any thoughts about what what i just brought up well, well i was gonna say something you brought up earlier was about really knowing your audience and paying attention to your audience and i think we spoke about this before as lecturers you know yeah. dr john and i when we're interacting with our our, our students or um, whoever's in front of us we don't just stare off into the back of the room and just talk no we're watching how people yeah. are receiving what we're saying we're very engaged with the listener and so we're paying attention. We're in tune. So we know if there's something that we're saying and people are making faces like, OK, I don't understand that. Then we know that we have to change that up a little bit. Right. So part of it right. is knowing your audience. <laughs> you know, you know how your partner is. You know the the capacity or limited capacity right. they have for information or conversations. So be sensitive to that. At the same time, make sure that you're watching, you know, watching for whatever cues may be there to see if you're overwhelming them. If you're mm-hmm. giving them too much at one time, you know, but mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention to them, if you're so caught up in what you have to say and what you're thinking that you're not even in tune with the audience and it could be an audience of one, then know that there is no balance in that approach. Know that it's mm-hmm. not fair. Know that this is, again, a one way street. Know that this is a monologue and not a dialogue. You're not yeah. even being aware of what's going on with your partner. So. Again, slow down, like Dr. John said, slow down, take a breath, and make sure that you're keeping an eye on your partner and how they're receiving things. You know, it's, yeah. it's we see people have conversations where they're not even looking at each other. It's almost like, okay, how can you really even be sure that the person's hearing you? Right. You know, you're not even looking. You're, you're not even engaging in a way where you know that the person is able to hear you. And so yeah. as therapists... We're not assuming our backs to our clients. We're looking you eye to eye. We're keeping our eyes on you to watch for physical cues as long as, as well as with verbal cues. So we know what's happening. We, you know, keeps us in tune. You can't stay in tune if you're not even facing each other. So if you have a lot to say, if there's something that you're really sharing that's really that deep and important, sit down and look face to face with your partner. Don't just have a converse, uh, act like it's a general conversation right. about things. No. 
if you're trying to share and you want to be vulnerable in this moment, that takes a, why don't I keep hitting the microphone? That takes a, a need to really connect eye to eye so that they are aware, so they can pick up on cues with you as well as you pick up on cues with them about where you are in the conversation. You have to do yeah. that, you know? Yeah. The other yeah. thing that I was thinking about too is um, as the person who has so much to express, like you said, talk about one thing at a time, which means you probably need to spend some time beforehand figuring out what you want to talk about. People get so caught up in the moment that they're not even aware of how much they want to share. So everything comes out at one time. You yeah. And, yeah. and I know this feels very um, unorganic, if that's the word, but before you open up a, a conversation with somebody, before you begin to share all this stuff with somebody, make sure you're actually aware of what you want to talk about. Because if you go in there and you're just spouting off about everything, that's where that disorganization comes in. No. Take a moment. Again, if you know your audience and you know their capacity, you know it's important to be able to share very specific things and, and keep the conversation focused. So take a moment to realize that I need to understand myself what's the most important points here to share. Let me bring that in and not feel like I have to bring everything in. And you may have multiple conversations about different topics within a one, you know, one meeting, but each point of conversation should be thought out beforehand. You know, and I think that what I find is that for those people who are emotional dumpers, they feel like, okay, well, that just slows me down. Um, it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel organic. You know, I just want to, I just want to be free to talk about whatever I want to talk about. But, well, you know what? It's not, again, not just about you. That's not fair to the listener. Yeah. So and, make, and also that's why your ass is here in this room. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Straight up. Like, exactly. Like, so, so don't, it's a very egocentric thing to say yep. when getting feedback about like, well, I, I'm not, it's slowing me down. Like you need to slow down. Right. Like, well, is it like we need, we need shared space. Like right. part of, part of, and, and you, you could, you could back me up here on this brother week when you were saying, look, one of the most critical ways that emotional dumping harms a relationship is that it really undermines emotional intimacy. Oh God. Yeah. It yeah. undermines emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. There's nothing shared about it. Nope. There's nothing vulnerable about it. There's nothing sacred about the space. It's, it's filled with anxiety and fear. I don't feel safe as a listener. Yeah. <laughs> I like, don't feel emotionally it, it's, safe it's, as a listener. Yeah. It's, it's, it's devoid of trust. Like yeah. how can I trust you in this moment when all you're doing is just going off? Right. It, there's no, there's not even gestures of connection. You see, like we're breaking this stuff down to say, we're not even like, this isn't to like denigrate a group of people in our society, in our lives who are struggling. It's to be very clear that some of these emotional dumping comes with a manifestation of behaviors and attitudes that can really harm relationships. Very much That's so. why we're bringing up what we're bringing up. It's yeah. to not denigrate people themselves. Right. And you sharing should not be um, devoid of care for me. Correct. You know, the way that we share, and we're talking about emotional intimacy, the way that we're sharing, again, is being in tune with your mate as you're sharing so as to not overwhelm them, as to not make them feel anxious. Even if you're sharing things with them that's um, negative, but and it may concern them. There's a way to share without hurting their feelings. There's a way to share without overwhelming them with information and with your feelings. 
you can still demonstrate that's that's the the um definition of being an assertive speaker being right. able to share your feelings but still being able to care for how the person is going to receive that information if no. all you're doing is dumping you're not demonstrating care you can still show somebody hey I do have a lot to share with you about what's going on with me, but I want to make sure that you're in a place to receive it. And I want you to still feel cared for at the end of this. I don't want you to get defensive. I don't want you to withdraw because of what you're hearing and you don't like what you're hearing or even how it's coming out. I want you to still be engaged with me in this conversation. And the best way for me to do this is for me to be able to share my feelings, but in a way that demonstrates care for you as well. Uh, All right. Well said. Right. Well said. Yeah. So what advice do you have for the listener of the people who are emotional dumping? What do we one tell them? At, one, one topic at a time. Well, I'm saying as, I mean, as, a, as, a, as a listener, this is what I'm telling the emotional dumper. We just, just talk about one thing, one topic at a time. You mean who's doing the emotional dumping or the person who is receiving? If you are the, if you are the receiver, if you're a listener, you know, you're the person who is the receiver of all that dumping. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. What advice do you have for them in terms of how to engage with their partner or help their partner understand that what you're doing is too much? Okay. I would throw an actual physical cue. Okay. I would. I would talk to them beforehand and say, like, hey, and, and for, well, first off, I, I would actually be very open and vulnerable and say, like, hey, I, I appreciate you feeling comfortable with me to always let me know what's going on, right? right. Validate that first. Right. You don't want to shut that part exactly. down. Exactly. But it's important to also let them know, hey, your method. There is some feedback I want to like, you know, give to you because you need to know what goes on for me when you do that. Right. I I'm not feeling as safe as I probably should be mm -hmm. when we're talking. And I think what would help, because I know how much you have to share. That's and then give advice. Right. So mm -hmm. I say all this to say the person receiving it, you need to speak up. Yeah. You need to as as hard as it will be, you need to speak up. But listen to what I say. You validate you validate their ability to wanting to connect and share with you about everything that's going on. Like validate that first right. and then give them really constructive feedback and constructive feedback is with love, with care. It is a joint experience. So mm -hmm. you tell them you give them feedback on what I tell folks sometimes is to say, how about you try this at the same time, I'm going to try this. So a good example would be, Hey love, like if, if, if every few often you can like pause, um, that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. And how about times when you not pausing, how about like I throw my hand up or put a one up, mm -hmm. right? Let it be, a uh, wrap it up. Give me the, give me the wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah, sign. Yeah, okay. Yeah, wrap, wrap it up. up sign, wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. But I do think, believe it or not, before you get into any like the hardcore stuff, I do believe that the person you have to speak up. Yeah. Because remember what we said earlier, most of the time folks don't know that they're doing it and exactly. it's really not coming from a place of harm. But right. if you don't speak up, you I always tell folks you have to be a mirror for your partner. Yeah. You have to be a mirror. Yeah. So I, I here's what I see when you're doing the emotional dumping. Right. So what I think, you know, but let me also let you in. Yeah. about what goes on for me yeah yeah and I that's agree with, the best place to start i agree with you 100 percent. the only thing that i would add is when you do that don't do it in the midst of the conversation yeah good point don't don't yeah. do it while they're that's while it. they're dumping 
This yeah. is a kind. This is a separate conversation because this Correct. is that concerns totally you. Agree. This is you being vulnerable here, right? Totally so you agree. make totally a whole agree. other conversation. Don't do totally it. Agree. Don't do it right then. Look, Great I can't point. take all this right now. You're, yeah, you're dumping nope. on me. No, this that's not the time to do it. Great point. Let them have their moment. Then you come back and approach them later. Correct. You know, earlier when we were talking, um, I didn't really feel like I had. I was given much room to share. I felt it, it seemed like you were just dumping on me. You know, is the stream of consciousness. Um, free for all of of feelings for you, but I didn't feel included in that. Make that a separate conversation. All right. Great point. Yeah. You know, because That's what happens? Well said. Yeah. What happens is if you try it right then, what's going to happen? It's going to turn into a fight. It's going to turn. Well, into because the emotional dumper, remember, they're coming with intense emotions already. It's right. not going to. They're, they're already skewed towards a really not so good space for the most part. Right. You're absolutely right. Structurally, have that be a separate conversation. It has to and be. to be honest, man, I mean. We dropped some other jewels earlier, um, you know, for for the for the people who are going through uh, emotional dumping. But um, and I'm really, really not trying to um, be flipping or, or short here. But I think what we just said for the people experiencing it, this is the intervention. Yeah. Yeah. You do. And hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> do it. You do it again. Yep. And then you do it again. And I and, and and what we and what we want to reassure is as long as you're doing it and communicating in a very effective, healthy way, you'll start to see some slowing down. It won't be an overnight transformation. Oh, not at all. But if but but like Brother Reek said, if they do it again, one have compassion, like, okay, I know it's a it's a big haul to like lift and change. And then like Brother Reek said, do it again. Like go about it around like, hey, I know I mentioned this the last time. Right. I just want to let right. you know, babe, like you did it again, yep. right? So awareness. It's all about that awareness. Right, just, that's all. And, and and if you do it in a very loving, caring way, like to what Brother Rico was saying with care, there's no way it can go wrong. Right. Exactly. But but, but he's right though. But if you're like, man, I'm just tired of it, that right. energy. If you is, just walk is, away is gonna... or shut him down in any way, that's that's gonna be just as damaging. Just as damaging. Yeah. You yeah, know, man. all you're really trying to do is make them better aware of their behavior and the impact it's having on you. You know, yeah. so you don't have to harm them in the in the process. Right. So anyway, guys, we're getting to the end of the show and it's time, as we always do, we have to hit you with our our noble truths. And so, Dr. John, what are some bullet points? What are some highlights from today's conversation that you really want our listeners to walk away from this conversation with? Yeah, emotional dumping is not conversation. It's a monologue. You want to shoot for dialogue because dialogue yes. gives you connection. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I will stress um, is both parties can contribute to changing this, mm -hmm. as we just talked about. Both yeah. parties. It takes both parties to get involved and intervene. Yeah. So please don't walk away from today's talk thinking it's only the emotional dumpers. Um, people receiving it can be as active and both have a role. change as well. You both have a role to play there. Yep. Right. Right. I would say, you know, as the person who tends to be the emotional dumper, you want to make sure that you're becoming better in tune with your listener. You want to make sure, again, that you know who the audience is and that you're paying attention. So to either um, verbal cues or physical cues to recognize where they are or even just check in. It's so important to check in. If you have a particular point that you're trying to make, if you're trying to share, if you're trying to be vulnerable, if there's something that you're really trying to get off your chest that you want your partner to get, well, make sure they're getting it. But you won't yeah. get you won't have an idea of that unless you check in. So make yeah. sure you're staying in tune with your partner as you're talking and check in from occasion. Take a breath, check in to make sure that they're truly getting it. And the other thing that I want to point out kind of gets back into the, the whole heart of this. 
you have to recognize that you are not just sharing information. There is an emotional impact by the with the method that you're, you're doing this with. You know, so you are emotionally harming your partner in these moments. Be sure that whatever you're sharing is not just about it being important and just important to you, but there's a point to it. You know, it, it, there's going to be time for you to share just for the sake of sharing. If you just want to gossip, that's cool, too. But in those moments where you say that you're trying to be vulnerable and your partner's not listening to you, well, are you actually making a point or are you just doing the whole stream of consciousness and sharing everything? Again, that's what the dumping is. When you're just coming out of, you know, whatever experience you had and you're overwhelming your partner with all this additional information, find mm. the points. Get the highlights and make sure you share that. If there's more information you want to share just for the entertainment value of it, cool. Do that later. But get the main points out first. That's what I got. Those are those are my noble truths for this week. Sounds good, brother. Yeah, man. Sounds good. But it is time for us to wrap this up. Dr. John, why don't you tell the people how they can find out more about you or how they can contact you? Uh Always come and check us out at, you know, kingsoftheheart.com. We're always doing some great stuff. It looks like a very promising year. Oh, yeah. Um, on our website, you know, you can check out our podcast. You can, our email addresses are there, various ways to reach out and contact us. Um, we're more than open and willing to, you know, come and talk to the people in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, and the other, you know, thing you can um, find me at www.rccmaryland.com. Uh, check out the you know the clinical practice all the great work um, you know that that we're doing um, and also definitely just want to you know put a plug and you know shout out the Vera Institute of Justice doing great work over right there on. Um, as an associate director and really trying to make change systemically so real busy uh, real committed um, but so many different ways to like you know reach out and uh, and and show some love so man, that's Dr. where you can find Dr. Me. John is a man I'm so proud of this brother he is. I mean, <laughs> he mad. is really in it for the community, really in it for the for the for the people, and in it for his family too. He's making sure that you know his kids are gonna be um, set up for yeah. success through the things that he's doing. So, man, I'm very very proud of you for that, man. Appreciate, um, it, Appreciate it. Where can we find you, man? So you can find me at TarikamariWalton.com. You can find me also at um, my, my more about my private practice at InsightMFT.com, or like Dr. John said, hey kingsoftheheart.com where that's where we warehouse everything so find us right there or you can find us on all streaming platforms you can find kings of the heart podcast we are worldwide we try to get you any which way we can we want to make mm -hmm. sure that you're in on these conversations that you're getting something from these conversations and we want you to share in these conversations as well so you know just keep in tune with what we got going on we'll keep in tune with you as well all right, Dr. John, my brother, good to brother. see you. Good sharing the space with you, as always. Always, always, brother, always. You have a blessed one, man. You and do the same, man. Hey, blessings to everybody, to all our listeners and their family and friends, man. Y'all take give care. Give my little niece and nephew a little kiss for me, of too, course, man. Of course, of course, of course, man. And, and the wife, you know? and the wife. Can't forget the wife. No, nah, can't forget the wife. <laughs> her, her, too. Of course, of course. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Send, send, send our best to the wifey as well, man. Sure will, man. Take care. And everybody, you guys yeah. take care as well. Peace. Definitely. Peace. <laughs>